Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And uh, what can happen in a week? Well, we're starting to see what can happen in the blink of an eye. Um, I I, I don't know where to begin. For um, someone like me who's uh, never lost for words, what's happening in the world... um, is, is leaving me speechless and not in a good way. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you already know uh, what happened in Israel and uh, the aftermath of that. And um, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for the Middle East. It's not looking good for the world. Um I think I'm going to start with an article I wrote last Sunday um, because it, it lays the foundation, I think, for what we can expect to see going forward. I believe that lines are being drawn, sides are being picked, um, and um, a, a lot of violence and death are well on the way, and, and not just in the Middle East. Uh, actually, let me begin with... Uh, Hamas's call for a global day of jihad uh, tomorrow, actually, because uh, in case you're wondering, this is a recorded program. Today is October the 12th, the year of our Lord, 2023, tomorrow being Friday the 13th. And Hamas uh, has called for a global day of jihad tomorrow. Now, the one thing I'm going to say is this. If they are as well organized internationally as they were in Israel, and if the international intelligence agencies are as asleep at the wheel as uh, the local ones were in Israel, then uh, we, we've got something to brace for. If, if it's just... Uh, people beating their chests, then tomorrow might just happen without any bloodshed internationally. I think it will shed a light on just how vulnerable the Western world is, at just how vulnerable nations that have allowed people to come into their country without being vetted, without understanding their allegiances, um, can can be distraught, can be destroyed, uh, at least partially overnight. Uh, apparently, KFC and Burger King uh, didn't cure the hatred. Apparently, KFC and Burger King uh, did not overshadow uh, people's religious fervor. And uh, last week, we got another reminder of just how peaceful the religion of peace is. Look, they, they, I, I think that 
Islam as a whole has learned a lot from the Democrat Party. If you can come up with a good tagline, if you can come up with a good title, uh, usually the body text of whatever you're trying to present is in direct opposition of your title or your tagline. Uh, Remember the Inflation Reduction Act? Uh, There there was nothing uh, reductive about inflation in that entire thing. It was just pork on top of pork. But it had a cool title. What it was was opposite to the title that it held, sort of like the religion of peace. Now, I need to begin by saying uh, it, it, it doesn't matter if this happened in Israel or in Taiwan or in Nigeria. Uh, decapitated babies and slaughtered families is evil and wrong, no matter who does it, no matter where it is. The fact that we're trying to <sighs> equivocate, that's a good word. The fact that we're trying to equivocate what Hamas did in Israel with Christianity is a non-starter for me. You have to go back to the Crusades in order to point and say, hey, Christians did it too. Let's, let's stop playing these games of equivocation. Now, again, this is, this is rough. I, I, was, I was toying with the idea of actually skipping this week because I'm, I'm so beside myself. And it's not necessarily because the people that died are Jewish. It's because people died. It's because children died. It's because children died in the most horrific of ways and they have a lot of hostages that they will likely begin to kill and film and post on the internet. This isn't over by a long shot. We have to, we have to acknowledge this and understand this and, and steal ourselves for what's coming. And all the while the world is picking sides. The world is declaring whom they are going to support in this travesty. Look, I I don't believe that anyone has the expectation of Israel turning the other cheek on this. this. This was beyond horrendous. This was beyond inhuman. And so for anyone to say, well, they should, you know, try to make peace, stop. Now, they run a danger of becoming the animals that attack them. I have no problem with taking out terrorists. I know, but that's not very Jesus-like. Well, neither are these people. I, 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 I don't believe that Israel should sit on its hands and do nothing. But they need to retain their humanity. They cannot do as Hamas did. Because then you become no better than Hamas. All that happens is that, hey, they started it. 
that's the only justification you might have. And that's, there's, there's something to be said for that. I, I don't have a problem with them taking out terrorists. Women and children are another matter altogether. But back to tomorrow, back to Friday the 13th. The Palestinian Hamas terror group, known as Hamas, has called on Muslims worldwide to stage a day of jihad, or holy war, on February, October the 13th. Coincidentally, a date that resonates with horror movies and the upcoming Halloween holiday. It's not a holiday, but I'm not even going to get into that. If you're a Christian celebrating Halloween, you need, you need to reassess your priorities at this point. Hamas referred to the day as Al-Aqsa Flood Friday, referring to the name of the operation in which it murdered more than 1,200 Israelis, wounded roughly 3,000, and kidnapped over 100. Uh, the Middle East Media Research Institute reported Hamas is saying, we declare next Friday the Friday of Al-Aqsa Flood as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. It is a day to rally support, offer aid, and participate actively. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I, I, I wouldn't be among large gatherings tomorrow anywhere in the world. Because even if 1% of uh, the adherents to Islam take this to heart, still a big number that has the potential of creating many casualties. I've said it for a very long time that there are people within America that are just waiting for the go sign. They're just waiting for the green light. They're just waiting for somebody to tell them it's okay to be a murderous beast and end the lives of innocent people. They're just waiting for the time. And it seems as though Tinian Hamas believes that tomorrow is the time. L- listen to the wording of this, because when, when you hear the word sacrifice from an organization like Hamas, you know what that means. It doesn't mean giving to charity or donating blood or donating plasma. It means putting on a vest and walking into a crowd and hoping you're going to see 70 virgins, which you're not. We declare next Friday the Friday of the Al-Aqsa Flood as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. It is a day to rally support, operate, and participate actively. It is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation. Uh Uh-huh isolate it, and foil all its aggressive schemes. It is a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and and Al-Aqsa. It is a day for sacrifice, heroism, and dedication to earn the honor of defending the first Qibla of Muslims, the third holiest, and the ascension of the truest messenger. We call upon the free people of the world to mobilize in solidarity with our Palestinian people 
in support of their just cause and legitimate. This is not about legitimate rights to freedom. There was a coordinated attack, ended the lives of 1,300 men, women, and children. You can't go burn down your neighbor's house, then be surprised when your neighbor reacts. Hamas also called on Palestinians within the West Bank, known as Israelis as Judea and Samaria, known to Israelis, to rise up against Israeli soldiers and called on Arab citizens of Israel to revolt against the state. Now, locally speaking, Black Lives Matter has already sworn its solidarity to Hamas and the Palestinian state. There are people sitting in Congress today that are on board with the eradication of the nation of Israel. And again, because I... It's inevitable that I will be called a Zionist shill by somebody. I don't care. It's not about them being Jews. Although, covenantly speaking, they are the people of God. You can't get around that. But it's about human beings, men, women, and children. This is why I say, look, retaliate to your heart's content. But don't become them. Don't kill men that are innocent, women that are innocent, or children that are innocent. By all means, terrorists, they want to meet Allah anyway. Facilitate the meeting at your earliest, earliest leisure. That's fine with me. I, that sounds cruel. What, are they supposed to sit home and wait for somebody to come and stab their baby in the face? Are they supposed to just sit home and wait for somebody to come and behead their children? This, this, is, this is barbarism. This is beyond barbarism. Well, what about the crusade? Stop. Crusaders did not behead children. If, if, if you want to go down that route. But I don't want to. That was 350 years ago. This was last week. But it just goes to show you how quickly peace can be taken from the earth. So yeah, tomorrow might be a very interesting day worldwide. Prepare yourselves for it. I think the only unknown is whether or not they were as prepared internationally as they were with the action they undertook. In Israel, because this was well planned. This wasn't a bunch of guys that just decided it's time. This, this was well planned, well funded, well coordinated. So I'm going to read you this article. I think it's apropos. I think it's uh, a, a good jumping off point. There, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I think this takes precedence. Uh, because when, when I wrote it Sunday, there were only 300 people dead. Now it's up to 1,300. The things that are coming out about the butchery and the barbarism that took place, 
I, I think even calloused people um, will, will have a, a visceral reaction to it. So this is the article. As of this writing, 300 people are dead and well over 1,000 wounded to varying degrees of severity. No matter how they try to spin it, this was an unprovoked attack on a civilian populace and that they took hostages, which they later killed, and, and some are still alive because more news came out as the days went on, only rubs salt in the wound. I'm sure others will dissect this event in detail and lay out what the obvious geopolitical ramifications are likely to be. But I'm a simple man and have come to a handful of simple assumptions. They're not earth-shattering by any means. They're quite obvious. But sometimes we miss the obvious and fail to understand the gravity of something that just occurred. The first thing that most will likely overlook is the speed with which nations can go from probability of conflict to inevitability of conflict. It's like flipping a switch. One event and you go from a tenuous ceasefire to a hot war. The Middle East has never been a peaceful place. And Israel has never been a carefree country with no enemies. But there was always a sense that the cooler heads were trying to keep things from going to all-out war. This does not seem to be the case any longer. War isn't coming. War is here. And like a vortex, it will drag the world in, compelling everyone to choose a side. Again, I wrote this Sunday, October 8th. That our commitment is half-hearted at best, and politicians are forced to make statements condemning the violence because the polling tells them to, does not bode well for the viability of long-term support that Israel will need going forward. It's no surprise the Bible told us it would be so. Make no mistake, this was a well-planned, coordinated attack that had many moving parts and took a long time to construct. This wasn't a handful of men with slingshots and bottle rockets. There were individuals who had been living among the people they slaughtered, who had integrated and pretended to be docile and peaceful. That reality should be a teachable moment for every nation with a high number of unvetted migrants streaming across its borders. But it won't be, because willful blindness is very hard to cure. Reminder, Sunday, October 8th, three days later, Hamas announced uh, the global day of jihad come this Friday. By the time a nation wakes up to the reality that it's been invaded, it's already too late. The coming chaos will not be contained in the Middle East, but will become a global issue. It will spread like a brush fire in high winds on a dry day. Given that every intelligence agency got caught unaware that no one got a hint of what was being planned, perhaps they should drop the word intelligence altogether and admit that their reputations are undeserved. This wasn't just a failure, it was a catastrophic failure. 
and innocent people paid with their lives. There are war dogs and there are mad dogs. And you send the war dogs out to deal with the mad ones. American politicians can encourage self-restraint until they're blue in the face, but I get the feeling it'll be in short supply. Once you massacre women and children, any expectation of a quarter or peaceful resolution is done and gone. The only thing left to do is make the cost of what your enemies did so unbearable and astoundingly high that they'll think twice about ever doing it again. While modern-day prophets and prophetesses regale the church with stories of being beamed to heaven from porta-potties and how you'll get a pet dinosaur when you go to heaven, other more sober-minded souls have been warning ceaselessly about the hour that is coming and about the darkness that will blanket the earth. They were ignored and rejected because it's markedly easier to hear about unicorns in heaven than wars and rumors of wars on earth. The days about which the church was warned were coming to are now here. And those found unprepared to meet them head on have no one to blame but their own indifference. There will be a tipping point when men can no longer pretend they're not living in the days they're living in, and when they will have to acknowledge that what they are witnessing is what the Bible warned of, even if they themselves did not believe they'd be here for it. What they do with that realization and how they react will be telling. Going by what the Bible tells us, many will fall away, grow bitter, and begin to persecute those who remain faithful. Given the Bible's success rate at pretending future events, I wouldn't be so quick to roll my eyes or say, that could never happen here. We've made that mistake one too many times. And the things we said could never happen, have. And much worse to boot. And I ended this essay with Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. I believe we are nearing that time. I believe this was a global tipping point. And unfortunately, sadly, tragically, I do not believe we've seen the worst of it yet. And for the most part, Christians, especially here in the West, the best they could manage is to swap out their Ukrainian flag lapel pin for an Israeli flag lapel pin. 
As I was driving into the office this morning, I, I began to wonder to myself, who's going to be wearing an American flag lapel pin? Will anyone? We have to come to terms with the reality that though we might live in America, we are no longer Americans. Though they might live in Israel, believers are no longer Israeli. They're sons and daughters of God. They're citizens of heaven. And as such, our hope is not in politics or politicians but rather in the kingdom to come. And it's easy for most people to watch these things unfold, then go about their lives because they're not happening here. What they seem not to realize is that they're not happening here yet. I'm I'm not trying to upset you any more than you've been upset. Like I said, I I toyed with the idea of of playing a rerun today because my, my heart is torn. And it would be torn if the same savagery had happened anywhere else in the world. But by the same token, we cannot neglect or ignore the fact that Israel are God's covenant people. And God has declared that he will stand with those who stand with them, and he will oppose those who oppose them. Look, we're we're still dragging our feet about freezing $6 billion that we sent to Iran for no other reason than we had cash to burn. We're still dragging our feet about condemning in the strongest terms the things that just took place. Hopefully, even indifferent people, even people that are unaware of what's been happening in the world, will be able to see that there are certain segments, there are certain groups that don't care about how the world sees them, that don't care about how the world views them, because they're not in a popularity contest. They don't care that they're getting bad press because they decapitated babies. They don't care that they are getting bad press that they were driving around with a woman they'd raped to death in a truck. Stand that savagery and barbarism are unconcerned with Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or thumbs down. And we live in a society that's been lulled to sleep. We live in a society where where we don't believe that kind of thing could happen because we're all so civilized. 
Well, a lot of uncivilized people have snuck into this country. And they've not changed their ways. They've just pretended to integrate. They've just pretended to assimilate. Sort of like those people living in Gaza and in Israel that pretended to be docile and peaceful until they started stabbing their neighbors to death. We are not ready as a nation. We're not ready as a world because it's not just going to be in the U.S. Like I said, if these people are as well-coordinated globally as they were locally, you'd better have a lot of EMS on standby. And you'd better make a lot of room in the morgues. Now, I know some of you don't, don't believe we're supposed to be here for these things, but we are. So you need to reconcile that with your beliefs. I don't have to try to explain why it's happening when it shouldn't be. Because the Bible said it would happen. We're witnessing the things the Bible said would happen. We just chose to not believe it because, well, somebody told us we weren't supposed to be here for it. Surprise! Look, Israeli soldiers discovered dead babies after the Palestinian Hamas invasion of the nation that began Saturday. Correspondent Nicole Zedek recounted, I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, reporting in a town called Kafar Aza, Israel, which is near the border of the Gaza Strip, is that they found babies with their heads cut off, gunned down families, in their beds. This is atrocity. As a human being, you should be against this. But somehow, elected officials in this country are finding it difficult to condemn it. Just think on that. Gino's right. He just, he just, and colleges. The youth of this nation has been brainwashed. Places of higher education, like Harvard, having protests and demonstrations in support. Of people who behead babies. There were so many murdered members of this kibbutz, a soldier said. Men, women, children, hands bound, shot, executed, heads cut off. 
He later showed Israeli Major General Itai Veruv on air who said, What I saw, hundreds of terrorists in full armor, full gear, with all the equipment and all the ability, make a massacre. Go from apartment to apartment, from room to room, and kill babies, mothers, fathers in their bedrooms. They locked themselves in the protection rooms of their houses, and people were out with their children, and they killed them. They killed babies in front of their parents, and they killed the parents. They killed parents, and we found babies between the dogs and the family killed before him. They cut heads off the people. The religion of peace at work, kids. But then we have nothing to fear. How's that that spark of divinity, Nancy? Huh? How's that working out for you, lady? But see, this is the thing. The, the people that encouraged diversity and told the fools that applauded them that diversity is our strength. They're never going to have to suffer these cruelties because they have security. They have round-the-clock protection. Look, I... Where, where do we go from here? It can't be anywhere good. It's, I, I stopped getting the emails about the rising phoenix because even the people that were vociferous about it realized that was a non-starter. Now, there are also a number of Americans that are being held hostage in Israel and their condition is unknown. Uh, Personal opinion is that you're going to start seeing YouTube videos soon. Or if not YouTube, some other platform where they can upload it. The White House said on Wednesday, it's yesterday, that 17 Americans are currently unaccounted for or missing in Israel, and a number of them have been taken hostage in Israel, but that it had very little information about them. As always, Joe's on the ball. We know that a number of those Americans are being held hostages right now by Hamas. John Kirby, White House Coordinator for Strategic Communications, said during a briefing on Wednesday, I think we all need to steel ourselves for the very distinct possibility that these numbers will keep increasing and that we may in fact find out that more Americans are part of the hostage pool, he said. Kirby said, Not much was known about the condition of the hostages or their whereabouts. Where they are and what condition they're in, no, sadly, we don't know, he said, and that makes efforts very, very difficult. We don't know if they're all in one group or broken up into several groups. We don't know if they've been moved and with what frequency and to what locations. And all of those questions we're working to answer. Indeed, I'm sure if it was... I don't know, some transgender lesbian, you'd you'd have them home by now. Now, another thing that I noticed, 
and American Prophetic, this is going to come out at some point. And it's going to be proven a total lie. Anthony Blinken came out and said that 100% guaranteed no U.S. funds that were sent to Iran were used to facilitate this attack. Huh. I'm, I'm glad you know that, but you don't know where the hostages are. Look, it's going to come out. These people were well armored, and I'm tending to believe that a lot of the weapons that they used was the stuff we left behind in Afghanistan. And these people were well funded. And the people funding Hamas are the Iranian mullahs whom we're just showering with money for no apparent reason. This is where we are. It's undeniable. And as I said on Sunday, people will begin taking sides. Germany is now offering direct military aid to Israel and is also vowing to crack down on Hamas terrorist support at home. Other nations are not as supportive. But like I said, let's wait and see how tomorrow plays out. Because if these people were as well-coordinated internationally, I think come Saturday morning the world's going to wake up with a bruise. If you want to understand the level of hate that some people have in their hearts, there are videos. I don't know if they're still up somewhere, but I saw them. Thousands of people celebrating the butchering of innocent women and the beheading of children out in the streets as though uh, they're, they're... team had won a soccer game or something. And these weren't people that were just in Middle Eastern countries. These are people that live and work and have families in Australia and in Germany and in France and even in the U.S. Let's not forget the U.S. I mean, there was a clash between Palestinian supporters and Israelis in New York. The, the, the saddest and most ironic sign that I saw was, I, you know, I, it's, you can't joke about mental illness anymore, but this lady was, was, you know, a few cans short. Big giant sign, gaze for Palestine. And I'm thinking to myself, do you know what they do to people such as you. Because, if anything, uh, Islamic extremists are not what you might call progressive or gay-friendly. But here was this idiot woman, so proud of her lunacy, that she took the time to make a sign saying gays for Palestine, 
then had the temerity to walk up the street, waving it. This is just another domino. This is just another shoe that was ready to drop, and it now did. And when you look at the world as a whole and you begin to see how many pressure points there are, when you begin to see that economically even the greatest nation in the world is getting its teeth kicked in, when you begin to see that even nations that had working relationships are now at each other's throats, you start to get a feel for what Jesus said in Matthew 24 about how bad it's going to get globally. Oh, by the way, latest news. The White House refuses to freeze Iran's $6 billion. They were toying with the idea, and now finally they've come to the conclusion. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, I'm sure that He's qualified, as pretty much every member in this administration is, said on Tuesday that he refused to commit to freezing the $6 billion of Iranian funds that the United States unfroze before Hamas attacked Israel. You just laid out all the ways that Iran is complicit and facilitated it. Is that reason enough to refreeze the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock for them? A reporter asked Sullivan during a press conference. We have not yet had a dollar of that $6 billion spent, please. And I will leave it at that, he replied. Of course you will. Anthony Blinken, is this your wingman? Iranian security officials reportedly played a key role in planning Hamas's surprise strike over the weekend. Iran helped plan the attack and gave the green light for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last Monday. Senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah told the Wall Street Journal. Uh-huh. The Washington Post confirmed that the journal's report. Hamas planned the attack with key support from Iranian allies who provided military training and logistical help, as well as tens of millions of dollars for weapons. Current and former Western and Middle Eastern intelligence officials told the Post, bravo intelligence officials, way to step in and do your job after. It remains unclear what precise role Iran played in terror. Well, it doesn't remain unclear because it was confirmed that they provided allies with military training and logistical help, as well as tens of millions of dollars for weapons. So you train these people to murder. You came up with a plan of how they can murder. Then you gave them a bunch of money to buy the weapons with which they can murder. But it remains unclear what precise role Iran played in terror. President Jose Biden's Tuesday speech about the attack notably ended without mentioning Iran. Of course it did. Why wouldn't it? He did mention that Hamas took American hostages. 
Well, again, if if one of them was a transgender peg-legged, I don't know, unicorn, they would be free by now. We would have given them another $6 billion to free that one individual. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. I I, I stopped and got a hot black coffee at a gas station because I was running late. I have directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the... Ah, oh, stop. Why, why is this man even, even coming out in public anymore? Just sit there in your diaper and lick your ice cream and let the world fall apart without your narration. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all of it. And, and, and for anyone to say, well, it's not that money... It may not be that specific dollar bill, but, and however, uh, let's, let's use this analogy. Let's say you wanted to take your family on a vacation. You didn't quite have enough funds to carry you through the next couple of months and pay for the vacation, but you just got a letter in the mail that Aunt Eunice passed away and she left you a hundred grand. Now it would be two weeks before the check cleared and it could be sent to your home, but it was a done deal. You were going to be a hundred grand richer. Question: Wouldn't you go ahead and plan that vacation? You had the backstop, didn't you? Hundred grand in the wings, baby. Same mindset with the Iranians. Why wouldn't we give these people a few million, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 million, when we've got $6 billion sitting in escrow just waiting to be released? Huh? Now, another thing, because, you know, we, 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 we tackle the uncomfortable topics on this program, and why shouldn't we? Somebody should. Right after this happened... Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip, but uh, the the Iranian House of Representatives, or however they do their politicking, all of them stood up and started chanting, death to Israel and death to America. So we're giving people whose representatives are chanting, death to America, $6 billion, just because. Understand where we are. Look, chances are better than good that we are financing with taxpayer dollars terrorist attacks on American soil. As movie trailers like to say, coming soon. Because right now, the cat's out of the bag. You, you can't unwind this clock. You can't unspill this milk. This happened. 1,300 people are dead and children. And Hamas is calling 
for an international day of slaughter come tomorrow. <sighs> this is where we are. And, and we used to have this, this mindset. It's going to take a long time for these things to come to pass. I mean, it can't happen overnight, can it? What say you now? Like flipping a switch. See, if only we would believe God at his word. If only stand the times we're living in and humble ourselves in sackcloth and ash. But we're not going to. Look, Nigeria right now, 30 Christians just got kidnapped in Nigeria. Everywhere you look in the world, there is strife. Everywhere you look in the world, there is war and rumor of war. And if you can pinpoint one place on the globe that isn't, give it a day. I'm sure something will come up. And during all this, we still have the Andy Stanleys of American Christianity insisting that attending homosexual weddings is good theology. Because why not? There's other stuff I wanted to get into, but there's, I can't. There's, there's no finding any levity today. Perhaps not next week either. This is where we are. And it's not as though we were not warned. And it's not as though the messengers God sent didn't spend decades going from place to place only to be mocked and ridiculed for warning of these days. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's gloomy here in Wisconsin. The weather is changing. The cold is coming. So I can't even go outside and enjoy the sunshine. But if you're in a place that has it, consider this a quiet time. And value it. Appreciate it. Because... Soon enough, the whole world will be swept up in darkness. Soon enough, the whole world will be swept up in violence. And no one will ever again dare say, that could never happen here. It's coming, kids. And the only thing that caught me off guard, I guess is the best way to put it, is the speed of it. How quickly things can change. So, when what you believe 
about the last days, about temples being built, about red heifers, blue heifers, whatever else, conflicts with reality. When what you held to conflicts with what you're seeing with your eyes, perhaps it's time to reassess. Because a lot of people right now are freaking out. I'm, I'm getting emails like never before. What's going on? I thought we weren't supposed to be here in my entry. Who told you that? Wait, you think the Bible was written for the godless? You think all the warnings about the last days were put in there so that the people left behind, quote unquote, yes, I did the air quotes, would scratch their heads and go, wow, those Christians, they got it kind of right. Look at that. Stop yourself. I understand your flesh wants to believe that this is as bad as it's going to get and that's it. The Jesus bus is coming and we're all going to heaven. And when tomorrow becomes worse, you move the goalpost again. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Not my words, Jesus' words. You do with those what you will. I'm, I'm, I'm done answering the emails that I get. Brother, what, what, what do you think? I mean, we're not supposed to be here for this, right? Who told you that? What, Benny Hinn? Well, apparently Benny's back to his old tricks again because, uh, what, he got off the prosperity bandwagon for three minutes and now uh, he's telling people that if they only give $10 and not 10000 it's an insult to God. Oh, look, it's, what's that saying? Once you get on the teat, it's hard to get off the teat. Once you learn to abuse people, it's hard to, to stop doing it when your wallet gets empty. This is why it's better never to start. Just a thought. Anyway, kids, we're almost out of time. I pray for the people of Israel. Pray for the pe- innocent people on the other side, because there are. I mean, there's, there's children, there's women, there's people that, that they, they're, they're just trying to live their lives. So pray for everybody. Pray for your country. Pray for wisdom. Pray for boldness. Pray for courage. Pray for strength. Pray for protection. Because we're entering a season where if God's not guiding you and God's not protecting you and God's not keeping you, it'll be a hard row. That's about all I have for you. I apologize for being so dreary, but the situation is what it is. God bless you. Thank you for listening. God keep you. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, it is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's very sobering what's going on. You know, it really causes you to look into the Word of God. It says in in last days perilous times will come. And we are definitely there right now. And uh, 
we need to really realize just how critical it is to stay close to the Lord. Like Mike said, take time to pray, get alone with the Lord, and seek him while he may what? Be found. That's very, very important. And uh, we can't, you know, can't say that it won't happen in the U.S. soon because our borders are wide open. I think there's going to be another 911. Great, greater than the first one by a long shot. And we don't know when, but you can feel it that something's coming. Because sin has reached, it's almost its zenith. And the Lord will not allow sin to go unpunished. I mean, I'm I'm shocked in my hometown. I literally got a fight to see a drag show shut down. In conservative little water town. We got a battle to see something perverse against God's word, totally against nature. Got a battle people that even go to church in leadership. I don't see it as a wicked thing. And there's a host of other battles. You know, what happens in Wisconsin, we have the 1849 pro-life law. And a couple counties decide, forget the law, we're going to kill the pre-born anyway. And the Attorney General of Wisconsin backs the killing of the pre-born, which is the modern Holocaust. And so... America is not without a coming calamity of a greater, greater level. That's why now take time to really seek the Lord, pray, find that quiet spot, because the day may come when you don't have that opportunity. And I would go to handtohelp.com and read Michael's dream, The Eagle and the Serpents powerful dream. I've been thinking about it this morning. I don't think that's too far off. thing Mike said, you know, stand with Israel, God's chosen people. For sure, pray for Israel. Because there's not a family in Israel not affected by this act of barbaric conduct, massacre. And It's almost incomprehensible to realize what these hardened soldiers saw in these kibbutz all along the Gaza Strip. I mean, if I saw a little kid beheaded, it definitely would procure some anger in me. How could anyone be that evil? None of those people along that kibbutz area were involved in any military activity. So, anyways, thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of